This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. Ramadan Kareem, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the first Thursday in Ramadan, a very special one indeed, because Ramadan is honestly my favorite time of the year. It's a time where staying at home doesn't really feel like quarantine, but rather like a time for us to reset, reset from everything, spiritually, physically, mentally. We're cleansing our souls, we're cleansing our bodies, but it has also been giving me a lot of energy, you know, believe it or not, actually not eating 24-7 helps your energy levels stay on the rise. And this is why I'm coming to you with lots and lots of stories about what is happening in the tech world. From applications to gadgets to artificial intelligence, it is all being discussed right here on Pulse95. So let's start out with what is happening right here in the UAE. Because doctors are urging all UAE citizens to help track COVID-19 by downloading one application. Yes, you heard it right. You can fight COVID-19 with one app, and I'm going to be telling you what this app is in just a few moments. But around the world, Apple and Google are doing a very similar application. They are working on a contact tracing app, but this app might be pre-installed on your phone with their new update. How How is that gonna work? I'm gonna be telling you about it in just a few moments too. What is our application of the day? The application today is not a new one, but one that has recently become free. And I'm gonna be giving you one secret about it. It is coming outside of Google. In our Check This Out segment, we're gonna be talking about a Be A Batman coronavirus shield. Does that give you any hints? It does look like a Batman shield and it's coming straight out of China. So you know it's gonna be my favorite story to discuss. Um, But Facebook and Google are competing, not with human power, but with chatbots. Which chatbot is gonna be the best in the world? I vote for Google. Hani, I guess, is voting for... No, I actually vote for Facebook. Hani votes for Google because Hani absolutely hates Facebook. So let me know who you're voting for. But make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95 to find out more about all these stories. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Right here in the UAE, doctors have been urging all UAE citizens to fight COVID-19 by using Bluetooth signals. Sounds complex, but it's actually quite simple. All we need to do is download an application that many of the UAE health authorities have been advising us to do so. It is called Al-Husun, A-L-H-O-S-N. Or another alternative for it would be an application called Trace COVID. Now, Al Hosan is actually kind of like uh, the newer version of Trace COVID app. I have the Trace COVID application, have been using it ever since it's been launched, and it actually brings me a lot of peace of mind because what these applications do is basically uh, track all the interactions that you and I would have with people who have the program installed on their phones. And this is exactly why doctors that are tackling COVID 19 right here in the UAE have been 
asking all of us to download this application so it could help them trace all of us who are carrying the virus and have no clue that we are. Senior health officials have been also asking residents to install it on their phone to help tackle the rising number of cases. And what authorities have been doing is manually trace down every person that could have been in contact with a COVID-19 patient before they were diagnosed. But again, that honestly just depends on every person's memory and honesty. Um, so Dr. Farida Al-Hosani, who is the spokeswoman for the country's health sector, has been saying that the system could only work if we are all supporting it. This app is only successful if every single one of us goes ahead and downloads it because you could be a COVID-19 carrier and have no clue that you are. And once you find out, you may not remember who you came into contact with. So there are so many, in that case, there would be so many COVID-19 carriers who have no clue that they are carriers of the virus. And it's very difficult to trace back who one was in contact with, especially in public places, in grocery stores, in in the street, honestly. So this is definitely going to help all of us learn more about our health status and if we have been exposed to positive cases. Now, COVID tracing applications have been rolled out across the globe. We've seen it in Germany. We've seen it in Australia. We've seen it in Bahrain. Every part around the world has been uh, using some form of COVID-19 tracing application. Right here in the UAE, Al-Husun, A-L-H-O-S-N, is uh, in the newer version of two existing applications that we've talked about on Future Talk, which are the Stay Home app and the Trace COVID app. So if you want the newest version, you go ahead and download Al-Husun, A-L-H-O-S-N application. Now, you know, one positive example of how these tracing apps have come in handy is Australia because more than 2.5 million people downloaded a very similar application there that is called COVID Safe. And it's been astonishing to see how easy it has been to track down all positive cases of COVID-19 through this application. So Al-Husan is currently available on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Um, the application does not alert you or anyone else to a person who may have the virus, but it allows the government to track you down, test you if necessary, and prevent you from passing it on. And the most important part about it all is that all your data is remaining anonymous. So there's no worries about any breach in privacy, any breach in, in, in security. And technology has definitely allowed us to do contact tracing in a much better and a much more sophisticated way. Um, you know, authorities are still calling for individuals to get additional information, but a system like this has definitely helped track down the virus at a much faster pace had it come at any other time when technology has not been as advanced. Um, but looking at this application, it has been adapted by the Ministry of Health and Prevention uh, and Dubai and Abu Dhabi's health authorities. So Sharjah, Dubai and Abu Dhabi are all interconnected through this application, but it is by no means a replacement for a vaccine. So this app is just a way for us to help see and maintain the spread of COVID-19. Check how it's been, who we have come into contact with, who has come into contact with us, um, but it should not be confused with an immunity passport. It's not like downloading a Hassan application is going to go ahead and cure us from COVID-19, but it's definitely helping curb the spread.
Another interesting feature of this application is that it's been using a QR code as a proof of whether you have been tested positive or negative for COVID-19. So it's color coded, which is similar to many applications that are currently being implemented in China. So those who test positive will have a red color on their application. And if you tested negative, you'll have a green color. So this way, if you're entering a certain mall, if you're entering a certain hospital, if you have the app down Downloaded, you might be asked to show uh, this color QR code. If you haven't been tested for COVID-19 at all, you'll be showing the color gray. So you will need to enter your Emirates ID number and your phone number so that you can authenticate the application. And this is also going to allow you to receive your medical test results if you've tested for COVID-19 directly on your device. The application also has a questionnaire that will help authorities better understand the symptoms of COVID-19 in different regions. It's honestly quite phenomenal to see how fast this application was released, but it is very similar to applications that were out there on the market in South Korea, in Hong Kong, and that has shown a tremendous uh, success in terms of allowing life to return back to normal while at the same time maintaining uh, its spread. So Apple and Google have actually been collaborating with researchers at MIT in a very similar effort to the UAE application. Uh, and what, what we're expecting is that the newest version of iOS or Android will have this application pre-installed. That way, the minute you update your phone, this application will be installed on it, which potentially means that billions of people will have a COVID tracing app installed on their phone, which means we will have a much better idea of how this virus is spreading. Now, all these applications are based on Bluetooth technology, which means that they're not taking much of your battery power, but at the same time, they are tackling a huge issue that we are all in need to solve. The Apple update process is very simple um, same with the android so that means that once it's part of the operating system tracking could be even easier but it's going to require all of us to update our phone software and that's it we'll have the application on our phones and authorities will have a much better way of looking through the patterns of covid19 spread we will keep you updated with all that arises in regards to covid19 tracing applications but come Coming up, Google is deciding to become generous in this holy month of Ramadan. They are making one of their most famous and highly used applications in this time of quarantine for free. The premium version is going to be offered for free. So send me your guesses at Pulse95Radio on Instagram. I want to see if you've guessed it right. But we're going to be coming back to discuss it in just a few moments. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? The holy month of Ramadan is all about us being generous and being kind to every single person possible. And it doesn't take much to spread kindness and generosity, not just in this time of the year, but all year round, honestly. Um, But I think Google is getting a little bit inspired by Ramadan because they are making their premium application, their Google Meets app, 
free for everyone. Yes, you heard it right. Inspired by the growing use of this application, they have been getting, I think, about 3 million new users every single day. Google just announced that they are going to be making their video meeting application completely free for everyone during these social distancing times. So the free availability of the Google Meets app is going to be rolling out globally in the coming weeks. But having it become free for everyone, it means that we're going to be able to host meetings with up to 100 people. So 100 of your friends from all around the world could be joining a meeting that is going to be up to 60 minutes long. Starting in early May, anyone with an email address can actually sign up for Google Meet and enjoy many of the same features that are typically available only for their business and education users. So this would include scheduling features, screen sharing, real-time captions, and different layouts that will uh, suit every person's interests, along with an expanded uh, tiled view. So beginning next week, they're going to be becoming more available to more and more people around the globe and this means that until then we might not be able to create meetings at meet.google.com right away however we can all sign up to be notified when it's available and it's going to take less than a week for all this to become the new reality now google said that they do not allow any anonymous users so anyone without a google account to join the meetings that are created by their individual accounts which also means that they have a plus over Zoom because Zoom actually allows many people, even if you don't have an account, to join the meeting, which again causes a lot of Zoom bombing attacks where hackers are attending on it, you know, conversations that they were never invited to. So slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. I'm excited to see how many of you are avid users of Google Meet versus Zoom. Um, I've seen a very big majority use Zoom, especially for class meetings, for class projects. I mean, I'm a master student myself, and I can tell you for a fact, half of my friends are avid users of Zoom. But I've actually found Google Meet to work a much, much more smoothly, a lot more private private and overall a great experience to enjoy because the connectivity can be uh, and the sound quality can be a lot better than zoom but i'm excited to see which platform are you using so share your thoughts with me at pulse95 radio on instagram coming up we're talking about my favorite story of the day a chinese designer created a be a batman covid19 shield suit What is that all about? And can it really protect you from COVID-19? All those details and more are coming up in just a few moments. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. We've always heard about Batman becoming the hero in fantasy stories, but never did I think it would become a true story until I heard about this Chinese designer who created a wearable shield that can protect you from coronavirus. And do you know what the name of the shield is? Be a Batman. Yes, indeed, he is asking all of us 
to summon the Batman within us. <laughs> um, but for reality, this Chinese designer is named Sun Dayong and he created a design for a shield that protects all those who are wearing it from contracting COVID-19. The best part about it is that it is all enveloped into one backpack. So you can literally wear this shield like a backpack and no one will know that this shield can protect you from COVID-19. The UV radiation on the shield is designed to kill the virus, while the whole device is basically a shell that can wrap us around and distance ourselves from the world. Now, the reason why this shield is called Be a Batman is because it looks like the wings of a bat. Um, and what he, dis what he tried to do is basically uh, find a way to curb the spread of this virus. So he took his inspiration uh, from the structure of a bat wings and what experts tend to believe is that bats may have originally hosted this novel coronavirus before it jumped to humans which is very very interesting to see how he tried to twist around what may seem like a bad thing into a very resourceful way of fighting this virus. So the device is worn like a backpack with straps around the shoulders and around the waist. And then your bat-like wings, or basically the, the coronavirus shield, will basically be encompassing all of the area surrounding you. So it will cover your arms, your waist, your face, your nose, your eyes, your ears. And since the World Health Organization has been saying that coronavirus is typically spread between people who are in close contacts, um, since all of the droplets that may arise from coughing or sneezing become, uh, you know, will impact us, if they're coming from an infected person, this design makes it much more difficult for those droplets to spread from one person to another. Now, after COVID-19 is no longer a part of our reality, this Chinese designer thinks that these shields could be upgraded with the Google Glass technology and they can become a, a way to kill any viruses. So this device is just a concept, but uh, he hopes to have ultraviolet radiation on the device's surface that can kill the virus in contact. The best part about it is that the bat design element is definitely very obvious in the back. It looks literally like uh, what Batman would look like in human form. And this is the reason why he decided to create it and call it Be a Batman, because his childhood dream was to become a Batman. And what he did is basically create a device that is foldable, easy to wear, ready to open when we need to con when we need to contact with the outside world without risking ourselves. And it literally looks like a bat's wings. The Chinese designer Dayong is currently looking for a manufacturer for the device and he's offering up the design and his own consulting so that we can hopefully see it out there on the market very very soon and it's quite interesting to see how designers have turned it into a positive experience that we could look back onto it one day and just be like really is that what people thought they could wear to protect themselves from the virus i mean i could see myself telling my kids about this chinese designer one day and what what measures we went to to protect ourselves from covid19 but until a be a batman coronavirus shield is out there on the market let's stick to all the precautionary measures that the UAE health authorities have been asking us to do.
do not step out of your house without a face mask on. This is not just to protect others around you, but to also protect yourself. Um, and also make sure that your gloves are always on. And the interesting part about wearing gloves is it can't protect you from, you know, not contracting the virus. You're still, you know, while wearing your gloves, you're still touching your phone, you're still touching your purse, you're still touching your wallet. So you need to make sure that the minute you come back home, you take off your gloves and you sanitize everything that you have touched with your gloves on because cross-contamination is a real thing and whether you're wearing gloves or you're not you are touching items that you uh, were in contact with while being outside and touching other items or other people out there so make sure that you stick to those precautionary measures because right now hygiene is the only thing that is going to keep you safe from contracting the COVID-19 virus coming up we're going to be talking about the competition of chatbots facebook versus google who has the best chatbot in the world send in your guesses at pulse 95 radio on instagram and we're gonna be back in just a few moments this is pulse Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the battle between the chatbots? Facebook versus Google, who has the better or the best chatbot in the world? Let's get real here. For all the progress that chatbots and virtual assistants have made, we can all agree they're pretty bad at carrying out a conversation. Most of them are very task oriented. You make a demand, you ask a question, and they have the answer. Some are honestly highly frustrating. They never seem to get what you're looking for. Others are very, very boring. They lack that charm of a human companion. And it's fine when you're only looking to set a timer or, you know, ask a question. But as these bots become increasingly popular, as we all, you know, go ahead and start using everything online from retail to healthcare to financial services, the lack of intelligence in chatbots becomes very obvious. But now Facebook has open sourced a new chatbot that it claims can talk about nearly anything in an engaging and interesting way. Blender, that's the name of their chatbot, and it could not only help virtual assistants resolve many of their shortcomings, but it also marks huge progress towards the greater ambition that is driving AI research, which is basically becoming as humanly as possible. So dialogue is sort of an AI complete problem. They really struggle with um, carrying out dialogue and making it sound natural. And actually, some of the very uh, known researchers at Facebook once said that you would have to solve all of AI to solve dialogue. Yes, that is literally how big the issue of dialogue is. They believe that if they were able to solve that hindrance in dialogue, they could solve all of artificial intelligence. But Going back to Blender, it has the ability of learning from all of its training data. So they've actually trained it on 1.5 billion publicly available Reddit conversations so that they can give it a little bit of a feel of what a natural conversation would sound like. They were trying to teach it. I'm going to keep referring to Blender the chatbot as it because we're not trying to genderize any chatbot over here. Um, they were trying to teach it three different skills. First, 
having some kind of emotion. So let's say if as a user, you were talking to this chatbot and you said, I got a promotion. You want the chatbot to have some form of empathy to tell you congratulations or you did a great job. Um, the second skill that they were trying to teach Blender the chatbot is how to deal with very heavy information filled conversations. So teaching it knowledge and how to sort throughout uh, large information. Third skill is how to have a conversation between people with distinct personas or basically to teach it how to have a personality of its own. Now, this is what they were trying to teach Blender the chatbot, what Facebook was doing. On the other hand, Google was trying to compete with its own chatbot, which it calls Mina. So Mina is actually so big that it can't fit on a single device and needs to run across two computing chips instead. At the time when Google was working on Mina, the chatbot, Facebook's own tests actually proved that 75% of all the human evaluators that were judging Blender, the chatbot, they found it a lot more engaging than Mina and even found it to sound a lot more human-like than Mina. So the chatbot also was able to fool human evaluators 49% of the time into thinking that its conversation logs were more human than the conversation logs between real people. So that means almost half of the time that human evaluators were dealing with Blender the chatbot, they thought they were dealing with real human beings. This is huge, ladies and gentlemen, because this means that we are one step closer to AI replicating human beings. Now, let's not get over or ahead of ourselves here because even though these are impressive results, Blender's skills are still nowhere near those of a human being because as far as of now, the chatbot only has had short conversations with 14 turns. So it, it spoke on its own 14 times. If it kept chatting any longer, the researchers are suspecting that it's gonna stop making sense. And that's the issue with these chatbots. They were never made to go into deep conversations. They're not able to remember uh, your, your, the conversation history. So you could have asked them about something and they will repeat the same information over and over again. Also, they have an issue of hallucinating knowledge or making up facts just to get out of a situation. Even though they have a huge database of knowledge, they can't really connect this knowledge to one another or have a coherent description, let's say, of a famous celebrity. They will come up with false information sometimes and this is the current issue with such chatbots. However, ladies and gentlemen, the competition remains and we have yet to see which chatbot is the best in the world. Facebook says Blender is the best, Google says Mina is the best, but at the end of the day, the customer is always right. So send in your guesses at Pulse95 Radio. Who do you think is the best chatbot? In my opinion, I think Facebook is the best chatbot or Facebook's chatbot is the best, which is called Blender, simply because human evaluators couldn't tell half of the time that they were speaking to a chatbot. And this is what we're trying to achieve. 
I want to know what your thoughts are about this. So send in your DMs at Pulse95 Radio and join the conversation. Sadly, Future Talk is coming to an end, but it is the weekend and we will be returning on Sunday once again from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, I want to wish you a blessed weekend, fantastic iftar that you are hopefully spending with your family and loved ones, whether physically or virtually. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will keep you entertained with all the recent movies and shows that are currently airing to make sure that your quarantine period is also filled with fun. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see you next time. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.